Welcome, everybody. I want to begin with a few words of Chizuk before we say uh, Tehillim. Again, we're going to be saying three Kapitlach of Tehillim. We're going to say Perik Kuf Chaf Aleph, Kuf Lamed, and uh, Kuf Membez, respectively. And then we're going to say Achenu. We say in the Bracha of Ahab Rabbah every day, we say Avinu Malkenu. Bavur Avesenu Shabatchu Becha, Batalam dem Hukechayim, Kain Techonenu Slamdenu. We say, Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king, for the sake of our fathers who trusted in you, Habitachen, talking about uh, the Dara Midbar, and you taught them the commandments of life, you taught the Dara Midbar, you taught them the Torah. Likewise, Kain Techonenu, grant us favor. Give us a present for free, and teach us, and teach us Torah as well. So this demonstrates to us an important aspect of Kabbalah's Torah and of learning Torah, that bitachin, trust in Hashem, is a prerequisite to accepting the Torah. If we would like Hashem to teach us Torah, we need to trust Him. So much so that we aren't even reliant on our own bitachin and trust alone. We ask Hashem to remember the level of trust and bitachin that the generation of the Midbar had, and in that merit, teaches Torah as well. Because of, your, of our fathers in the Midbar that trusted in you and you taught them Torah, teach us as well. Now, the people in the Midbar had what would be considered the gold standard of Bitachin, right? The benchmark. They ventured into the desert, the wizard, or the wilderness. It was a desolate wasteland with millions of people, millions of children, and livestock and possessions with absolutely no method at all of feeding themselves or providing water or basic needs. And we all know, right, for a small family trip for a couple of days, we load up on the food. If we're Jews, we load up on the food. And uh, I would say it ends up being about 50% of our baggage, if not more. And this is coupled with the fact that many things are obtainable in your local supermarkets, bread, dry goods, drinks. So imagine if we would travel to camp out in the desert for a few days, if we would get such a mishigas, and the lack of water and proper provisions means starvation and death. So imagine what we would bring along with us then, right? A small truck. And, and uh, if we're going with children and with babies and surrounded by millions of other people who also don't have anything, it's craziness. And the level of betachin and trust that this required is, is really beyond our ability to comprehend. And this betachin continued throughout the 40 years in the Midbar. At no point were they guaranteed water or food. The man fell every day, and they couldn't keep any. So there was no way that they were guaranteed for tomorrow. They had no way to provide for tomorrow. They lived every day with absolutely no idea what they would eat tomorrow, without, other than relying totally on a Baruch Hu. The Pasuk in Parshas Akev describes the situation for the extreme test that it was. It says, Vayancha, Vayarivecha, Hashem made us suffer, made us starve, Vayechilcha Zaman, and then he gave us the man to eat. Now, if we had the man to eat, why did we suffer and why did we starve? So a possible shot is that we felt like we had no food, 
even though we had the money. And think about it. Look at what happened now during the coronavirus, right? Everybody had panicked. They had the fear of they won't be able to get something tomorrow. And then they started stocking up, right? When you worry that you won't be able to get something tomorrow, you feel like you have nothing. You feel like you don't even have what you do have. And you start stocking up irrationally. So even though they had the money, they felt like they didn't have any food. They couldn't provide for their family because they didn't have anything for tomorrow. Who knows what they would feed their family tomorrow? And all those mouths to feel, to, to feed. So it's hard. You can't even picture that aspect of the difficulty and what was required in Bitachan. So this created a situation of Bitachan and trust in Hashem that was never equaled in history. And it's constantly being referred to. And we refer back to it as an example for us and, and to remind the Kaddish Baruch Hu of, of, of that schus that we have. And this was the context that the Torah was given. And to understand the, the connection between Matan and Torah, learning Torah, accepting the Torah, and B'tachan, trust in Hashem, we can turn to a Rashi in the beginning of Shir Hashirim. The Pasik says in the beginning of Shir Hashirim, Mashcheni, pull me, drag me, and I'll run after you, talk to Hashem. And then Hashem brought us, the king brought us into his private little room, his private chambers. We rejoiced with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now we can remember that love, it's more than, was better than wine. was a straightforward love. It was a straightforward connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Rashi explains this. Rashi says that, as soon as we heard from Meshur Rabbeinu that Hashem wants to, make us his nation and have a connection with us on Harasina, we ran and we followed him and we followed him into the Midbar. We didn't have any provisions. We didn't have any food. We had no way to support ourselves. We trusted. We trusted Moshe Rabbeinu. We trusted HaKadosh Baruch We didn't say, how could we possibly go into a wilderness with nothing? Millions of people. Hashem, because of that trust, brought us inside the Ananiya Kavit, which is Hashem's private little room. We were alone with him there. We had a Yichud with him there in his private chambers and we still rejoice about this. We still feel it, the simcha that we had of such a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and by doing so, we, we remember, we reminisce our love for Hashem. Now, Kabbalah Satayra wasn't just a transfer of information that we got the Torah. It was, and then, and it is now, it was a marriage between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's compared to a marriage in Shir Hashirim and in other places. It was a relationship because for us to, to have God's wisdom in our heads, to have the Torah, which is to be able to, that, to go into a human head, we have to have a connection with God. There's no other way it can go in. We have to become one with Hashem to a certain extent. And, and that required this relationship to culminate, to become a chuppah, a kedushin, a, a marriage between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and us. And every marriage, every relationship is predicated on trust. That's the, the olive base, right? That's, that's the only way you can have any relationship. And this relationship that we had with HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so intense, was so powerful, was such a connection that it required the greatest level of trust. The level of trust like a wife can have in a husband of many, many years where she feels like she can rely on him. She doesn't have to worry. She doesn't have to worry what they're going to eat tomorrow. She knows he's taking care of it and he'll take care of her and he'll be there for her. And that's where Bittachin is such an important prerequisite for Kabbalah Satara because we need to have that kind of relationship with Hashem that we can trust Him and we can rely on Him and then we can connect with Him and then we can get the Torah and then we can internalize the Torah and it can, it can become part of us. The original event of Ma'an Torah was truly a marriage and every Shavuos, it repeats itself. It's our anniversary. 
and we repeat it. And that's why it's a great preparation. In particular, these days we're being tested in, in our betachen. And we mention it every day in Avarabba. We, we talk about our need to have betachen. So it, it's always a preparation for learning Tyra, and in particular for Kabbalah's Tyra, it's something that we need to work on and strengthen our betachen and our closeness, our reliance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And with that, we should be zeichet to have a, a true Kabbalah's Tyra. So we'll begin now with Perik Kuf Chaf Aleph. 